This is the Feast of Mary and Martha in the church. And it's also uh, our reading from the Old Testament, which Brady read so well and, and dramatically, because it's a dramatic story. Uh, as we've been following the saga of David and his becoming king, we see that there's a civil war. There is uh, Not everybody's happy with David being king. And the followers of Saul are still uh, alive, and they're still trying to get one of Saul's descendants on the throne. And this uh, act of ex- extreme uh, violence and murder that is done to one of Saul's relatives, Ishbosheth or Ishbaal, he's called diff- by a couple different names, um, is, is so abhorrent to David that he executes and shames, publicly shames the, the men who do it. Uh, we're, and he cites his earlier examples when they came to him and told him that Saul was dead and Jonathan was dead and bragged about it. And, and the guy that said that Saul was dead said that he had killed him and had killed Jonathan too. Um, kind of a dumb thing to do to someone's best friend um, but, or someone's dead best friend. Uh, so David has that person executed, has these people executed. What we can see here, um, even in this horrific story of beheading and cutting off hands and feet and things, um, that David is attempting to stop the cycle of violence, the cycle of violence that uh, feeds humanity. It feeds our dramatic narratives. It feeds our stories. It feeds all of life, um, that the cycle of retribution must be kept, that there has to be blood for blood, an eye for an eye. Justice and revenge have to always be foremost in people's minds. And David is trying to break that cycle of violence by stopping these kinds of killings. Um, these killings of a righteous man in his own house, as David says. Uh, we will see in a, in a couple more, maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day, that um, Mephibosheth, another, he's mentioned in this story, is the only living relative of Saul that's left that could inherit the kingship. And David treats him very kindly. Mephibosheth is a disabled person. He's in the flight of his, uh, in the flight as a baby, he is uh, crippled. He is uh disabled in that flight as they run away he falls and so he lives out his life as a disabled person um, not able to do all the things that everybody else is able to do and yet God still has a story for him God still has a a, a, a plan of, of how his life is going to go and his life is intertwined now with David's life even though he has no power in this situation he is extremely powerful because God is with him God's taking care of him when we look at the disabilities of our lives, the things that we're just not able to do, uh, maybe things we used to do or maybe things from our childhood that have set us back, um, we can be sure that God is with us in those things as well. And that even though our lives and, and our disabilities twist and turn and get worse or get better, uh, ultimately God has us and God will take care of us. And so Mephibosheth which the story is leading up to, is a trophy of God's grace. There's a story about uh, one of the early Roman persecutions when, a, when the Roman governor wanted to steal some gold and silver. He heard that the Christians had a bunch of gold and silver chalices in their church uh, and gold and silver plates for communion. And he, ordered, he demanded the bishop uh, deliver them to him because he, he owed some debts. And uh, so the bishop... Um, took 
took what little gold and silver plates they had and cups, sold them, and uh, gave the money to all the poor people that came to his church. And then he said to the poor people um, and the disabled people and all the people that needed that kind of assistance, he walked them over to the governor's house and he said, here are the treasures of the church. The treasures of the church are not gold and silver. The treasures of the church are people, and especially people who are not who are not able to get the kind of recognition in the larger society that that abled people get. The disabled, those who struggle, those who are uh, broken in some way. And so uh, we don't know a lot about Mary and Martha uh, other than the fact that they were Jesus' friends. We know that they talked to Jesus in a way that other people didn't talk to Jesus. Mary and Martha both confront Jesus a couple times, especially Martha. Um, several times she yells at Jesus and demands things from him. Um, and he always has a quick answer back. Uh, he, he doesn't always agree with Martha. Um, this is friendship. Friendship is the kind of love that is side by side. If romantic love is face to face, friendship is side to side. And Jesus had friends. He had Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Um, even in the final week of his life, he goes to their house just to have one last visit with them. Um, I don't know if you have friends in your life. I pray that you do. Uh, I pray that you have people that are not, um, that are just friends. They're people that you love to spend time with and you love to be with and they love to be with you. And I encourage you today to text your friends, call your friends and tell them you love them. Uh, Friendship is a great gift in this world. And Jesus had it. And Jesus was a good friend to Mary and Martha. And this little group of people, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, who were his friends, are a testament to the fact that God loves us. And God loves us through our friendships. God loves us through our friendships. And just like every relationship in our life, we have to cultivate our friendships. We have to keep them uh, healthy and alive. We have to reach out when we think of them and and do special things that, that make their lives better and easier. So consider your friends today that Jesus... Uh, is a friend to Mary and Martha, and Jesus is a friend to you and me as well. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and those who are near. Grant the people everywhere may seek after you and find you, Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.